0: it's time for the 3304 sports beat Rider podcast in this edition we have colby talley nick cheshire and caleb wenzel who cover virginia tech softball for 3304 sports
1: Welcome to the 3304 Sports Podcast, Beat Writer Edition. I'm your host, Dan Steinbach. In this edition of our Beat Writer Focus series, we are joined by Nick Cheshire, uh, Kobe Talley, and Caleb Wetzel, who cover Virginia Tech softball for 3304 Sports. Guys, it's good to have you back. Last week, we had you guys on uh, to talk about Virginia Tech's postseason success and the fact that they made it to Super Regionals to play UCLA. Uh, they came up short in that series. They will not make it to the uh, to their second-ever College World Series, but it was still entertaining to watch. They still had a great season, made it very far, only the second time ever making it to a super regional. And there's still hope for next year. You know, this is still a really good team, really young team too. And Coach Moore has done nothing but succeed here at Tech in his short time here. So I want to start off uh, with Colby Talley because, uh, Colby, I want you to sort of be our guy. We didn't really talk too much about the season at large when the last time you guys were on. But I want you to walk us through some of – Uh, the team's strengths, the team's weaknesses, but also I want you to focus on probably what you think was their best series and their worst series uh, over the course of the regular season.
0: Well, um, in terms of best and worst series, I suppose we'll start with the good. Um, In my personal opinion, I'd have to look towards the Duke series where they went into Durham and won a series against a very good Duke team. They were ranked number 12 in the nation via the uh, NCAA rankings. Uh, and they and the Hokies went in and they beat that team three to one and this is a team that had an elite pitcher in Shelby Waters uh Shelby Walters excuse me and um, good rotation depth behind her with uh, Peyton St. George and in addition there was a game in that series where Rochard didn't start and the Hokies still managed to get a 4-2 win in an eight inning thriller and and what can you say about this Duke team? They went on to win the ACC championship for softball. It's a very good Duke team, and it's very big that Tech was able to come into Durham and beat them the way they did. Now, transitioning to a series that is honestly just the inverse of that, you have the series against Notre Dame, where the Hokies just they welcomed Notre Dame into Tech Softball Park, and they just got swept. They could not get a foothold in the series. I actually called a few of those games four through three o four, and they were just They just could not keep up with Notre Dame. It was knowledge coming into the series that Notre Dame had Keeley Rochard's number, and they proved it as they basically got more than you would expect for Rochard to give up off of her. Uh, 3-1 loss in that one series, tying the game in the top of the seventh with a home run off of her. It was just kind of rough, but luckily for Virginia Tech, they did end up getting revenge against Notre Dame with a 4-1 victory, knocking them out of the ACC tournament. Now, looking at the overall season in terms of their biggest strength and weaknesses, I'm biggest strength and weakness. Their biggest strength would have to be youth in the batting rotation. Not only is this batting rotation good, they can score, they can hit the long ball, they can get on base. They're also young. There is not one senior in this batting rotation. And they're going, so there are going to be a lot of bats, um, Kelsey Brown and um, Cameron Fagan they're going to be hanging around for a bit. And that's a very exciting thought if you are a Tech softball fan. The biggest weakness, on the other hand, would honestly have to be the pitching rotation. They they need a pitcher, not Keely Rochard, not named Keely Rochard, who they can turn to in big situations when Rochard just isn't getting it done. And we saw that in the UCLA series. Rochard just ran out of gas in that third game and they didn't have anything for him. They couldn't get back in it. Um, they they rode Rochard as long as they could, and that's good that Rochard can take them that far, but they need someone else to turn to in that situation. Hopefully, a freshman pitcher like a Mackenzie Osborne or an Ivy Rosenberry will be able to develop later down the road.
1: Thank you, Colby, for that season recap. Now, I want to shift over to the UCLA series. Last time you guys were on, we talked about their success in regionals uh, and a little bit of their ACC uh, tournament play. But I want to throw it over to Caleb Wetzel to really, you know, give us what happened in the UCLA series. They won that first game seven to two, uh, but then could not produce a a run in the other two games, thus losing the best of three series and failing to make the College World Series uh, against the defending champs. Caleb, walk us through each game and, you know, what went right in the first game that didn't translate over to the second two.
2: Yeah, so just about everything went right in the first game. Everything that Tech was looking to come into the series and do, they did, which showed a lot of promise for the series. They won that first game 7-2, to as you said. They had great pitching. They were hitting the ball well. They had 11 hits off of one of the best pitchers in the country, and Rachel Garcia for UCLA. And no one was really expecting that with how dominant she's been all year. Kelsey Bannon and Cameron Fagan continued to hit the ball well. And putting up those seven runs off of an ace like Garcia was huge. And as I said before the series, a huge key was going to be defense and tech didn't have any errors in the first game. And UCLA had five, which cost cost a lot of runs and a lot of extra bases and extra outs for Virginia tech and helped win the game a hundred percent. But then things just started to flip on a dime after that. The second game wasn't a terrible showing for Virginia tech. They, they played well and Richard continued to pitch well after she pitched really well the first game. But um, Megan Farimo, pitcher for UCLA, the other ace they have, um, she pitched lights out, only giving up one hit the whole game and striking out 11 hokey batters. And she forced six groundouts compared to four flyouts. So Virginia Tech was just not hitting the ball well in that second game. Now there was UCLA, besides two hits, two solo home runs that. Were by Aliyah Jordan and Maya Brady that basically won the game. That's softball's a game of just a couple pitches can determine the whole game. So in that pitcher's duel, with defense didn't play too much of a difference. Both defenses were solid. Tech had one error, but it wasn't very costly. But just Faremo outpitched Richard for the most part. And in that third game, it's just kind of things after the first game started to lean UCLA's way in the second game, but then it just tipped the whole other way towards UCLA in that third game as they dominated in a 6-0 to win. Uh, Virginia Tech, as I said, the fielding was going to be key in this series, and they couldn't come through in that last game having three errors. Richard didn't pitch amazing. She kind of ran out of gas, as Colby said earlier. But when you're giving up, when you have to get extra outs, it's always tough. So she she ended up giving six giving up six runs with only four of those being earned. And a surprising story about the third game is with how, how well Tech hit Rachel Garcia in the first game, you would have expected them to come back and hit her really well in the third game as well, since they knew her stuff, they hit it well, and they had the confidence. But Garcia did a great job of adjusting to the hokey hitters, and she flat out dominated in that last game, only giving up two hits and striking out 13 hokey hitters, so unexpected turnaround in that series with how the first game went you would have thought Virginia Tech was going to pull off the upset against the reigning national champions from two years ago but like I said they they played well in the first and second game third game was a bit of a disappointment but not much more you can ask for against the reigning national champions and one of the best teams in America so definitely not a series for the Hokies to hang their head on
1: Caleb, thank you for that. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Not a series they should hang their hat on at all, um, and certainly something that we can almost expect them to get back to. What with the level of success that Coach Diamore has had here, uh, along with the level of talent that he's brought in, we've talked about that. And I want to focus more on some of that talent. Uh, Nick, I'm going to bring you in now. One name has been thrown around a lot, and I'm going to ask you the question of season MVP. And I feel like there's an obvious choice here, but I also want you to dive into some of the younger players on this team. This is, this is a team with, you know, as uh, mentioned earlier, not a single senior in this starting lineup. So maybe talk about one of those freshmen or sophomores that really had an impact that you expect to grow uh, further on as well as uh, your season MVP.
3: Absolutely. When you look at this Virginia tech team, it's basically all freshmen and sophomores in the starting lineup in the batting order i mean from top to bottom these girls are, are young they're really young and so the future is incredibly bright for this team so i'll touch on a few of the players here starting with the leadoff hitter kelsey brown who was a sophomore she was fantastic all year i mean she she has game-changing speed as we all know she had 384 on the year but at one point she was well over 400 you know And um, so she was she was she really was a game changer all year, followed up by Cameron Fagan in the number two spot, who was a freshman. And she hit 409 with a 1.1017 OPS, which is incredibly impressive for a freshman, especially. So and she was great in the postseason as well, along with Kelsey Bennett, who's a sophomore. Kelsey Bennett was fantastic in the uh, in the Tempe Regional. She at one point she was hitting over 800 and she had like 10 at bats. It was fantastic and addy green jamie bailey alexa milius i mean they're they're all freshmen and sophomores the moore really has his hands full with a lot of great young talent um pitching wise ivy rosenberry and mackenzie osborne are definitely pitchers to watch you know in the future they're both freshmen so at one point they'll take the reins from kelly richard who which that makes a nice segue because the season mvp will of course be kelly richard to no one's surprise, of course, um, the ACC Pitcher of the Year. She was 29 and 10, posted a 1.38 ERA. She pitched 244 innings, which is one of the highest totals in the nation by by a considerable amount. And she struck out 348 batters, which did lead the nation. So, I mean, she was the face of the Hokies pitching staff all year. She was, at, I mean, every every series she was, I mean, pitching what, three out of four games or two out of three games at least, consistently going seven innings and just being a workhorse all year. He couldn't have asked for anything more from her. She was fantastic in the postseason. She was great in the Tempe regional against BYU, Arizona State, and BYU again in the regional final. She pitched every inning of the of the postseason until until of course game three against UCLA in the super regional when well, she was relieved by Ivy Rosenberry. Um, but there's no question that without Richard this team just does not get this far, pushing the defending national champions to a game three in the Super Regional, you know. But um, like Colby and Caleb touched on earlier, a slightly less daunting workload, especially during the regular season, could definitely benefit her and the team down the road. But um, next year, Richard will surely be one of the top pitchers in the nation again. You know, the young Hokies look to improve on this year's accomplishments.
1: All right, Nick, thank you for that. Uh, ramp up and some individual player spotlights. I want to thank Colby Tally, Caleb Wetzel and Nick Treshire, all three of you. Th- uh, welcome. Uh, I want to thank you for coming back on the pod. Uh, after our episode last week, talking about uh, the series against UCLA. And with that said, we are now into the softball off season and, you know, we'll look forward to coverage of that next year from 3304 sports. I want to thank these guys once again for joining me. Uh, you can see their work on 3304 sports.com Any articles they have written regarding this team Uh, so one last time i want to thank nick cheshire colby talley and caleb wetzel uh, for covering 33 year old four sports virginia tech softball this season i want to thank them for joining me on the podcast i want to thank you all for listening to this episode of the 3304 sports beat writer podcast have a great day and take care